You are now listening to Warrior on Fire. Fire. Hey everybody, it's your boy Garrett J. White, founder of Wake Up Warrior and CEO of DKW Styling. And welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this, dented new car. Sit back and relax and welcome to today's Daily Fire. All right, so there's a dent in my car. It's kind of annoying. Um, I have a G-Wagon G63. It's amazing. I love it. I love this vehicle. My wife got this vehicle for a number of years, but it was white and she drove it and she got it for herself. And so I was kind of looked at it as like a girl's car. So I after, after she was done with that car and she moved on to a different vehicle, I needed a, a different vehicle to drive uh, that was a little more masculine. But I think that the wheels on a G-Wagon are just too tiny. It's like this giant body with tiny legs. It's like a guy that just does bench press but never squats. Right, he's super big traps, back, lats, and then tiny, tiny legs with tiny, tiny caps. So that's how I feel like a G-Wagon looks as a vehicle. So I was like, all right, if I get a G-Wagon, I need to make this thing look man style. So I found a company in Miami. We had a lift put on it, um, this like racing off-road suspension lift on it. And we had these 33-inch wheels put on it um, with big fat knobby off-road tires. And just, I just think it looks sick. I was like, I saw pictures of it, of G-Wagons in uh, Miami, Florida from this company. I was like, dude, that is sick. And so I phoned them up. I said, Hey, I'm getting this new G-Wagon. I'd love you guys. You guys like do the thing that you do to it. Cause I love how it looks. And they're like, no problem. Off we go. So they get the wheel set on it. We get the lift on it. It's a matte black finish. So it's like total warrior style. Like, it's just sick. I love it. Cool ass. And on the back side of the, of the G-Wagon, there's a tire cover. Right, which is odd because it's actually the small tire cover from the last tires. But anyways, there's a tire cover, a wheel cover on the back of the G-Wagon. And it has a like a, a fancy case on the outside. So it's not just the tire sitting on the back. There's actually a, an encasement around the tire. It has a little Mercedes logo on it, which I want to swap out and put like a big warrior crest on it. We'll see if we can pull that off maybe next year. But anyways, um, so there's this this big tire cover going on on, uh, on the outside of the vehicle. I have my car for less than a week, right? Got the wheel set on, everything's good to go. And in my parking lot at my office, I end up backing up into this goddamn bush. Now this bush is fierce, it's like really intense, like thick bush right up against this fence. And the turning radius on these vehicles is amazing, but for some reason, whatever reason, I was not paying attention. So I back up right into this bush and I dent the tire cover. Now I have this car less than a week and I put a dent in it. Now, here's the fun part. It still has a dent in it. <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm looking at it this morning. I'm thinking, what the hell? Why don't I just get that fixed? But what I'm really thinking is this. Over time, what triggers us changes. Over time, what triggers us changes us. Changes. Okay, and that's the principle of the day. The over time, what triggers us changes. So I remember the very first time I got a new vehicle. It wasn't a brand new vehicle, but it was the first time I had bought a brand new, like what was a newer vehicle. I had had a $1,000 car before. Dodge Dodge Spirit was the name of this vehicle um, back in the day. It was old school. I paid 1000 bucks for it. Didn't have struts on the front, so it just bounced down the road. Hawaiian seat covers on it, like pop-on hubcaps from Walmart. Like, And I thought it was the coolest shit ever because it was mine. And I paid a thousand bucks for it. Then the next car that I got after that was a Honda Prelude. It was also used. It was financed by Bank of the West, which I don't even know why I remember that. I think it's the first car loan I ever got. And um, it would rain and I would freak out and go go like clean off the car, right, immediately. Because I was like, oh shit, I need to clean off the car. And I would go clean off the car like ASAP. 
right? And I was like, this was a mode of operation for me, which was all my vehicles, I was always stressed out. I got an Audi next and I got some BMWs after that as like things continue to increase for me in business. And I was always freaked out about my cars. Now here I have this amazing G-Wagon and I don't even like, I don't even get triggered. Like I get triggered, but I don't get triggered the same. In the past, I would freak out if somebody dinged my car. I would freak out and be angry all day. Now, I dent my own car for a week after I get it, and I'm like, well, I got some other shit to do. Off we go. So here's my question for you. Where in your world, across body being balanced and business, do you notice that things that used to trigger you no longer trigger you? And the second question with this is, what other things that currently trigger you today probably need to start taking less priority in your world and you need to evolve yourself. My friends, I know where mine is. Yes, I enjoy vehicles, but I'm also not gonna lose sleep over shit that happens, particularly when it's my fault. My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire, a parable and a principle. Up next is the Daily Fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book. So if you don't have a copy of the Warrior Book, well, guess what? Although this next Daily Fuel is gonna be powerful, won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is gonna help you either way. So, with or without the book, here we go, and welcome to this section known as the Daily Fuel. All right, my friends, so you got the parable under your hands. You got the parable under your hands. Parable that we dealt with was this idea of my new dented Mercedes G-Wagon. Tire casing dent by backing into a tree. Actually, it was like a bush. And inside of that, getting to experience a new level inside of myself of being triggered versus not being triggered. Being in a situation where what used to drive me fucking insane if a little bit of mud got on my car because it rained, all of a sudden was not... The same, I was not getting triggered by the rain and the dirtiness. And I'm going to shut these blinds while I'm doing this show for you. Here we go. All right, shutting them. Okay, they're shut. So anyways, um, getting triggered, but not getting triggered. Used to be triggered by small shit. Now I get triggered by big shit. And when it comes to my vehicles, that's exactly what happened. Which is I dented the car and I was like, damn it. Fucking kidding me? And the principle that came out of that parable was over time, what triggers us changes. Over time, what triggers us changes, right? And the quote I had from this one is, I'm not going to lose sleep over shit, particularly when it's my fault. I'm not going to lose sleep over shit, particularly when it's my fault. So we have been diving into the stack and we've been talking about this walking in the block. We've been talking about this standing in a deeper level of power, but we're going to link this back to this principle, which is over time, what triggers us changes. And I'm not going to lose sleep over shit, particularly when it's my fault. Right, what the stack ends up doing is it brings a ruthless set of accountability, but what it also does is it shifts and expands as your perspective in your story around triggers. It expands what you see, it expands what you believe, it expands what you think should or should not happen. And so you're operating in this place and you're moving forward in this place saying, well, this shit is bullshit. And all of a sudden you grow to a place in which what you thought shouldn't bother you anymore does, or should bother you doesn't bother you anymore. You move forward into a place where what you think is going to cause you chaos doesn't actually cause you chaos anymore, right? There's things that my wife says today that used to drive me fucking insane. Like there was a look that my wife used to give me 
that would look a lot like my ex-wife. And when she would do this look that looked a lot like my ex-wife, I would freak out like she was my ex-wife and I would freak out completely. And she was no longer her, she was my ex-wife. Now the truth is, over time, including me and my ex-wife, that look doesn't bother me at all. Like, I have deep love for my ex-wife and who she is, the mother of my son, she's an amazing woman, her name is Christy, and then also we have my wife, Danielle. Danielle and I have been married for 15 years, she's been married to her husband for almost 15 years also, like, our relationships and our lives have moved on completely. And yet we're sitting in this situation where the triggers have evolved because I've evolved. What used to drive me fucking insane doesn't drive me fucking insane in the same way. I've expanded. And this is what the stack absolutely does. We're going to dive into this. We're looking here in page 204. Specifically, we're in chapter 15. We're looking at the lift and specifically production focus. We're going to start off with a quote here by Norman Vincent Peale. We're going to tie that into our principle, and then we're going to lock this down with our lifting experience. Here it becomes. Becoming a possible... Poss- oh, this word is hard to say. I remember last time we came to this one. Becoming a possibilitarian, no matter how dark things seem to be or actually are, raise your sights and see the possibilities. Always see them, for they're always there. Now, I do this with people all the time where I'll be asking them some questions about where they are and where they want to go and what's in the way. And we'll be going through the process of doing this. And one of the things that will happen inside of that is this one simple conversation, which is people will begin to get very clear in dividing items in their life into two columns. Column number one is the things that are working, and column number two are the things that are not working. Column number one, things that are working. Column number two, the things that are not working. So I may have my body and I'm sitting looking at my body. I'm saying, here are things that are not working with my body. And here are things that are working with my body. What's not working with my body is this and this and this. What is working with my body is this, this, and this. And so I sit in the place where I begin to separate these things into two columns. But people don't tend to want to do this, particularly when things are going shitty. Like, if your marriage is not working at all, like, the last thing in the world you want to do is tell me anything about your marriage that you say was working because you'll tell me nothing's working. And if you're struggling financially, it's often very difficult to ever consider that anything could be working in your life. And so a lot of people, when they're struggling financially, will just tell me, well, there's nothing fucking working in my life at all. My life doesn't work at any level. It's a complete shit show. I want nothing to do with it. This is a horrible idea. We never should have been. Like, there's just this place that occurs inside of our mind, which doesn't allow us to see the possibility. Now, Norman Vincent Peale is sitting here saying, no matter how dark things seem, to be or actually are, raise your sights and see the possibilities. Always see them, for they're always there. Now, here's the crazy part about shifting your perspective. See, oftentimes the things that you find on your not working list become the greatest places for finding the new thing that does work. Getting ironclad clear about what you don't want actually sets you up to be absolutely on fire about what you do want. These two things are deeply connected. Here's what I don't want and here's what I do want. Here's where I'm going versus based on here's where I don't want to be anymore. And our triggers over time change. And one of the biggest ways our triggers change is we start to recognize inside of Warrior And you start to recognize inside of this weapon and this tool known as a stack, you start to recognize that your life itself is in far more control 
than you've ever given yourself permission to acknowledge. In meaning that the darkness that you see is actually the divinity that you're seeking. And that what shifts is the trigger with things that make you fucking furious because you realize that inside of that furious experience is a new possibility that is being born in that moment that you could not see otherwise. And this is the truth that you and I face every single day. Now, our stack we're dealing with is the lift. And we're specifically looking at production focus, which is the ability to take learning from what we have experienced. We're going to start in verse number three on page 205. But the light itself can never be obtained unless we lift ourselves up to that new peak. So enters the third weapon, the third tool in the arsenal, the game of itself that allows us to take all this learning from the stories and transmit it into a practical system for learning from life. The fastest path of expansion is to learn from life. The only way that you can lift yourself from the point in the drift or back into the pattern of the status quo before you begin the drift. The only way to grow is to learn. The only way to learn to get is to get up to this peak, to access the light, is to dive deep into the drift and to extract the lessons. Now, Yesterday's Daily Fuel, we walked, and I'm in freestyle now. We, uh, we worked around Walk the Block. And we gave you the examples of the original story, the me story, the opposite story, and the desired story. So now imagine that you've already done those four. Now we're going to dive into and we're going to lift ourselves from walking the block towards the light. Right? This stage itself is known as the lift. Okay, so I've got my desired story. My lift is to move towards the thing that I want. So now I'm going to pull myself out of that place. But how am I going to do it? We're going to work through the questions on this one. Let's continue, though, in verse number four. Verse four, page 205. In some ways, you become your own guru, your own thought leader, your own beacon to literally become the source of your own lessons. That's right. Every single day, being able to dive into the conversations with the voice through the work inside of core four, living the warrior's way to learn from your life. Five. I think what you're going to find through this process is that your life itself is far more interesting than you ever imagined. The universe and God are delivering up lessons for you every single day, but most of your life you have been avoiding them by covering your eyes inside of the darkness of night, saying, I'm terrified of this dark. I don't want to look for the light inside of this night. Get through these tools, through release of rage, through power focus, and now in a production focus, we're beginning or going to begin to find the learning. Six, let's start here then with the lift. I'm going to come back to another series of questions. The lift or production focus again can be used individually. It can be done by itself or it can be done in a stack sequence and it would follow immediately after the power focus experience. As I go through the mini workshop with myself now, I can step forward into production focus. So we're going to jump into our actual questions and I'm going to jump ahead uh, to the following. Here it is. What happened? Okay, what happened? Second question, why is what happened positive? Why is what happened positive? Third question, how does this lesson apply to the core four domains? Body, being, balance, and business. So question four would be, how does this lesson apply to my body? Question five, how does this lesson apply to my being? Question six, how does the lesson apply to my balance? Question seven, how does the lesson apply to my business? So I'm going to freestyle this one. We're going to use an example from yesterday, right? So we started off with his original story, which is Danielle's an entitled bitch who doesn't care anything about me, right? And then we ended up in a desired story 
that took us a little bit further forward into the game, right? We got clear about what we want to remember that whole thing we did yesterday. So now we're saying, okay, listen, inside of this, there's a lesson that comes from all of this, okay? And I'm going to summarize. The lesson we want it to be like a short one-sentence thing. It's a meme that you could put on Instagram or Facebook, like, you could text it and have a picture of you walking on the beach and there's this quote that's right by you and you look all awesome. So I'm going to summarize inside of this and I'm going to say that conflict leads to creation. So that's our lesson. Conflict leads to creation. Okay, now I've got to take that lesson. So what happened? Well, I got in a fight and argument with my wife. Why was that positive? Well, because it allowed us to work through some of our issues and see some things inside of a relationship I couldn't see before. What's the lesson I learned? The lesson that I learned was that conflict breeds creation or the conflict becomes a catalyst for creation. Okay, now I'm going to apply that. Okay, well, how does that apply to my body? Well, that applies to my body in the following way. If conflict leads to creation, then in my body in colliding with weights, right? As I lift weights, I'm literally in collision. And there's actually temporary pain and there's temporary destruction that actually occurs with my body. My muscles break down before they get better. Okay, this breaking down process that we experience is this collision principle. I collide to create being. When I challenge my spiritual beliefs about God and the container that I put God in, here is this box, I put God in the box, and now I, the only way I'm going to access more God in my life is to actually challenge those questions. Well, I'm going to have to collide with my beliefs. And so as I collide, I create a bigger box and a new possibility to experience this conversation to God. How does this apply to balance? Well, we're coming from that place. When I collide with my wife, when I collide with my children in conversation, in relationship, which is inevitable, inside of that collision comes a new window of possibility in seeing each other, a new way for experiencing one another, a new way for understanding one another, a new way for seeing and expressing who we are. Without collision in relationship, this just means that somebody's a doormat. Okay, the last piece. How does collision breeds creation applied to business? Well, very simple. Inside of this, when I collide with my teams, I get better results. Part of being a leader inside of a business is having the courage to collide with your people and get them to do more. To say, no, you can fucking do more than what you're currently demonstrating. The current stuff you're delivering to me is bullshit. We can take this to another level. The current level that you're bringing it to is not going to work. The current experience you're bringing you to is not going to work. We have to do more. We must do more. We will do more. This is not negotiable. And so, bam, we slam and we collide in order to create. So what you just experienced is the power of the lift, which is the ability for you and I to take a situation of walking the block and then through that initial experience of whatever appeared to be dramatic and traumatic, we actually grow from it. And this is why over time, what triggers us changes. Because through the stack, what we, we start to see that our gift actually comes from the drift. That our drift is not a curse. Our drift is a gift. And our lift is seeking down the light that we are searching for. So I'm going to bring you to summer here with the general's tent. Here we go. Point number one, what? The first phase of the game is getting clear about what has happened. 
Point number two, why? The power of controlling the frame is incredible. You are a meaning-making machine. The only possible way that you can create the life you desire is to learn to control the frame around your reality. Point three, lesson. The learning of life is more valuable than you can even imagine. Your ability to head into the drift, do the work, and extract the learning is crucial. Point number four, apply. Now it's time to apply the learning of life to the reality of your experience in core four. What, why, lesson, apply. I said a what, why, lesson, apply. I said a what, what, why, a lesson and apply. A what, a what, and why. A lesson and apply. I said a what, a why, a lesson and apply. And when you begin to play this game, over time what triggers you will change. And as that happens, you grow and expand. So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.